Michael. David. We are rolling. <laughs> rolling. <laughs> Hello, everybody. My name is David Michael. I'm Michael Carter. And we are Ridiculously Bold. Happy. This no. is episode 58. Oh. Sorry. I thought you were going to wish me a happy new year. Don't you dare. <laughs> is it, is it, have we passed the statute of limitations on new year's, I, uh, new year's greetings? I allow one week, first week of the year to wish everybody happy new year. And since we're recording on Sunday, it's now been over a year. Not a lot to wish anybody happy new year anymore. I don't know. I feel like if you haven't seen somebody since December, it's okay. As long as it's not February. Like if you you see somebody for the first time in February for the year, I, I think it's uh, that's, that's a bit much. All right. Well, what about this then? Two weeks from now, you bump into somebody. You're like, hey, happy new year. And they're like, uh, you wished me that already. <laughs> then do you feel like an asshole then that you can't even fuck them? They're not even important enough for you to remember that you wished them that? I know my memory's bad, but I don't think my memory's that bad that I would not remember having seen someone within 21 days. Oh my God, dude. Happy New Year's are like uh, Halloween candy. I don't know who the fuck I said them to. <laughs> I don't keep track of that shit. So like at work, every email for the first week's like, hey, Happy New Year. And then you go into your questions. So I don't know. Yeah. The worst yeah. is getting oh, called like out said, on. The memory's not so bad. Yeah, you get getting called out on sucks. Yeah, and that's why, like, a lot of people, I don't say anymore, like, oh, it's nice to meet you. Like, if it's a friend's friend, because they're like, uh, we hung out, you know, six months ago. I thought we had the time of our life. Uh, clearly, you don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm a little bit more subtle than that. I'll give you a perfect example. I was at um, my, my in-law's place, and on Christmas Eve, they always do this. Um, <clears throat> they live in a cul-de-sac. So typically what happens is all the, there's like five houses on the cul-de-sac, all the houses, families come out, they light a big, like a, like a big fire, not like a bonfire, that's like a bit much, but like, you know, like a medium sized fire and they all bring their chairs out and they bring, you know, their cocktails and they sit around the fire and they just chat for, you know, a couple hours, you know, on Christmas Eve. And it's kind of like the one time that the whole kind of area gets together every year. So it's kind of cool. Well, this Christmas Eve, it was raining in Phoenix, which is a rarity, rain just in general, but it was raining on Christmas Eve. So we ended up going over uh, the house of one of the families. And we walk in the door and immediately, you know, you're, you're greeted by the people that are there. And the, the, the gentleman of the house introduces himself to me as if we had never met before. And I'm like, motherfucker, like we've been doing this for seven years now. But I get it. It's dark. It's outside. It's at night on Christmas Eve. So whatever. So anyway, so he introduces uh, himself to me. And I'm like, yeah, good to see you again. Like, <laughs> and then I kind of move on to the next one. And, and he has this look on his face, like puzzled, like, oh, man, I think I screwed that up. <laughs> See, with that tone, that's exactly why the listeners think you're the asshole of the two of us. Oh, I'm totally the asshole. Look, there is never a question as to who's the asshole on this show, but I'd like to at least point it off on you every once in a while. Well, well, so yeah, I have to unpack this a little bit. Who, who? So let's say there's five houses in this cul-de-sac, uh -huh. and the people in this cul-de-sac do realize that that's where murders happen, right? Cul-de-sacs are like <laughs> typical for murders, right? Because there's no way out. One way out, it's murder capital of the world is cul-de-sacs. I'm, I'm sure of that. <laughs> I don't so, think that's a fact. <laughs> fact. 
how do how do they decide who has the biggest dick here and gets to have it in their house while everybody else doesn't? It it was it was honestly the of the five houses, three of them were non-existent that night. So we just went over the one house that I guess my in-laws know the best of the yeah. five houses. So and actually, I think they were the only ones to invite us over. So if I'm being yeah. honest. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they made like one of those packs you see on those like uh, survivor type shows. Hey, hey, if it rains, right, you invite me over. <laughs> so now we've got two already. <laughs> we'll try to bring the other. I don't in. think that's ever a discussion, at least not in Phoenix, if it rains. I mean, Phoenix gets like 220 sunny days a year and it, it i can on a, on a on a normal year i could probably count on my hands and toes how many times it rains that's that's how f- seldom it rains fail to prepare david prepare to fail that's all i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> all right so are you still dry now that we are 9 days into january oh that's such a great question i'm so glad you asked that in my house between my wife and i one of us are still dry. Uh-oh. My wife is now calling it a damp January. <laughs> she went out with a friend of hers that ha- they hadn't seen each other in like a couple of years, I guess. And uh, they, they partook in some wine. And uh, I'm like, oh, that's fucked up. Like she came home like, ah, oh, you know, I got something to tell you. Uh, yeah. You're like, what's wine. his name? Yeah. Like, She's like Pinot Grigio. <laughs> I'm like, that's fucked up, man. So she's like, so it's, it's okay. You know, if, if you want to have a beer, you can go ahead and have a beer. I'm like, no, no, fuck that. One of us is getting through this month without drinking. <laughs> so I, I drink so infrequently that I can't even remember the last time I've had a hangover. But this morning, my head's killing me a little bit. And like with COVID, I'm like, is this a symptom? Right? <laughs> so I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. Now. I doubt it. But last night I bought this new liqueur, and I had sent you a message about it. It was um, cream-flavored slash creamy liqueur, but dairy-free. So I can't have that kind. I can't have, like, the Baileys of the world or the rum chata that you always talk about. So I was like, oh, shit, I'm going to buy this. I saw it. I bought it. We were at my cousin's What's house for a What's the name of it? Does it have a name? I want to see if I've heard uh, of it yeah, before. I'll have, to, I'll have to get it for you. Um, it's like uh, Arbor something. So I don't um, normally drink. And so yesterday I didn't drink at all while we were out, right? So, But I came home and I, I brought it into my cousin's house. And I'm like, I want to be clear walking in the door. I'm bringing this in for you to try this. I am not bringing it in as a gift for the house. <laughs> like, You're not just, keeping it, motherfucker. I'm just stating that as I walk in. <laughs> so everybody tried it. I tried a, like a teaspoon of it at the house. I was like, oh, it's not bad. I'll try it later. So last night after we got home, after everything was done, I made myself a drink. And I asked you what goes with it. So oh, you're yeah. like, rum. So, you know, hot chocolate made me buy uh, Ron Zapata dark rum, which is pretty strong rum. And I took that, I took a little bit of that, I took a little bit of this drink, and now here's the problem. Normally, when I have even like a tenth of a shot of something, I put it in a full glass of soda. (laughs) This was a drink mixed with a drink. (laughs) I took a couple swigs from it and from with through a straw, bad idea, through a straw, and immediately I'm like, oh my God, this is so fucking strong, (laughs) right? (laughs) How much rum so, did you put in there? I well, here's the thing. I put in a little bit and I didn't think it was enough because I'm like 
I don't know which should have more. I'm like, maybe. And so it's probably two shots in total. But for me, that's like my quota from January through November. (laughs) (laughs) I've now covered in one drink. So I did that. I drank a little bit of it. I probably drank half of it like that, like in one quick sip. And I'm like, oh, fuck, man. I'm like, no, I got to put something in. So I put some milk in it, and I diluted it, and I had the rest. So So you took the non-dairy alcohol, and then you added fucking dairy to it to to water it down. I had to. Oh, Jesus Christ. I I offered it to my wife. She wouldn't even try it. So I had no alternatives. But thankfully, like, my dad is really bad with his lactose. Like, he can't have um, anything at all. For me, I can at least have, like, fat-free milk or... Skim milk, and it doesn't bother me as much. So thankfully I can have that. I'm going to call you out here because when you were here, you wanted to go out for ice cream. Mm-hmm. And you were like, all right, let's 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 go out for ice cream. So I know you can handle it. You just have to like take your uh, lactate or whatever before, yeah. before you do it. So if you plan accordingly, right, prepare, prepare to whatever – <laughs> what you just said, plan to fail. fail. Oh my god, this has been around for fucking hundreds of years. I know. Fail I to forgot. Prepare, it. prepare to fail. In the moment, I forgot it. I know you do that shit, so I don't understand. Like, why? I feel like you pick and choose what moments uh, dairy is 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 inappropriate for you, and then other oh. other moments you're like, oh, I'm gonna fucking go to town on this okay. ice cream Sunday. F- let me factor in here what you're leaving out of the story. I absolutely do pick and choose for a couple reasons. So when we go to that place near you, it's a make your own. They actually make it out of cashew milk, right? So there's no risk there. So the lactates work um, if you're playing the game of just the tip, right? (laughs) When you first start dating somebody, you play the game of just the tip. If you go full dick and you drink a full glass of milk, the lactate's like, I got nothing. (laughs) So... Like, I can have a cannoli. Is that I will what they call never. it, a prophylactic? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I can have a cannoli at home with a lactate, and I won't immediately run to the bathroom, but it'll start kicking in. I'm not going to have a cannoli and be out somewhere because I probably won't make it home. So that's the the thing is I think, you know, you not having this problem is people think, oh, you just take a lactate and it cancels it out. You can't. Like, there's some some things that it's just you give it too much, you can't do it. One other thing, I'm going to give my public lactates? service. <laughs> Three lactates? I've tried that. It doesn't really help. <laughs> I'm going to give my public service announcement to anybody who has dairy issues. Gorgonzola does not seem to care if you've had a lactate or not. <laughs> I'm just putting that on the record. <laughs> that shit, that is the king of the game of chess, let me tell you. So, Damn. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good to know. And also yeah. good to know I don't have any issues with dairy. I had a boss once who um, was allergic to soy. And I had, prior to that, I had never even heard of that allergy before. Um, And I saw a funny fucking thing on, I think it was TikTok yesterday or something like that. Like, people have been making and eating bread for thousands of years. And all of a sudden, the last 10 years, everybody's allergic to gluten. So I think it's kind of funny. But um, anyways, he has this soy allergy. So I'm like, soy, what the fuck? Like, what, what, what do they put soy in? So I start looking at labels. It's in fucking everything. I think it's a massive substitute for stuff. It's. I think it also is a preservative of some sort because it's in 
anything that has a fucking label on it that shows you the ingredients. Soy or soy lecithin is one of the ingredients that's in everything. So anyways, he had similar to you, like, you know, if he, if he adds some soy, like he was on, he was basically on the toilet all day long. And, um, so much so that one, uh, one morning he had gone out and uh, I guess he went to Starbucks and got like, you know, the soy free, whatever. Well, either the, the barista was a dick or they forgot he drank the coffee and literally immediately knew that something was wrong. So we moved his entire office. He went to, you know, he, he had to go home to like freaking change his shorts or whatever. We moved his entire office into the men's room. <laughs> so when he came back, like, he's like, where's my desk? We're like, yeah, we moved your office. So that was the story I told last week about where I had a shit a couple times at work. That same thing happened. I went to Starbucks. They fucked up my drink oh, and they put full milk in it. And that's where... It was so bad that I went to another bathroom to wash my hands. So the alcohol name is Wild Arbor Cream Liqueur. That's who makes it, if anybody's interested. I love how it's called Cream Liqueur, but it's non-dairy. Yeah, I mean, what are they going to call it? Shitty substitute? Who's going to buy it then? Uh, (laughs) I don't know. It is so strong, the smell of it, the cream smell of it, that even with the fucking lid on, you still smell it coming out of there. (laughs) Um So, um, all right, update status on the permit I applied for. As you know, Uh big fan of trying to get over on the system. Um, We'll try to do anything I can, um, take any shortcut I can. Do you know after we had that episode where you were talking about your your yard and your driveway, I immediately went to maps.google.com to look at, like, the satellite image of your block because I wanted to see it because I couldn't visualize it. Mm -hmm. And the fucking – the satellite photo is – so old that your house isn't even built yet. Yeah, but the driveway's there. You can actually see the driveway. Well, you can uh, on one of the views. If you go to the street view where you're like walking along the street and you look in, yeah. it's like a big, it's like a forest. But yep. if you if you look up above, you could kind of see what's going on. Yeah, so I know. I, I look every once in a while. I'm waiting for my house to show up, and we've been in the house two years now. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm still waiting for it to show up. They, Google does say that they update about every three years the live photos, so mm. one more year to go. So I submitted my paperwork just before Christmas. So I just to remind everybody, just in case I know everybody doesn't listen to every episode, though you should, assholes. Um, <laughs> that's from David. Yeah, we just lost 50% <laughs> um, of the audience. <laughs> so... I submitted it just before Christmas because the guy who looked told me, he's like, look, submit an application now. It's around the Christmas season. It's cold, getting colder. They probably won't come out and look at it. There's a chance that they'll just stamp it and sit and push it through. So with the application, I sent in a picture of the driveway, strategically excluding the telephone pole that says you can't build this far because the telephone pole's there. So... I excluded that in the photo. I drew a photo. I sent it in. So I you lied by week. omission is what you're telling me. No, 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 no. I told them the story I wanted to tell. <laughs> they can call it whatever they want. Um, I think is that's it, called is fiction. It, how they lying? Is it a picture? Yes, it's a picture of my driveway. Is it the whole street? Absolutely not. And as a matter of fact, Google won't show you that either. <laughs> so maybe that's what the guy yeah, did. Yeah, I was going to say, you have that Google. going for you. And he's like, oh, it's the fucking woods. I'm not getting out of here. I'm not leaving. <laughs> so I called them this week. I still haven't gotten the response in the mail yet, but they actually told me they approved it. So the guy fucking nice. rubber stamped it and sent it along. So I'm pretty excited about that. How much is that going to cost you? 
it already cost me $800 to fucking submit the application. I know, but you have to actually like do the work now. Like what's that going to yeah, cost? Yeah, so this guy was like 1500. Oh. The so if anybody's interested, there's a price for everything, right? I say this all the time, right? It's the indecent proposal, open up the briefcase of a million dollars where the guys like let me fuck your wife. One of the guys who came <laughs> over was like, I'll do this. <laughs> what? No, I'm, t- I'm explaining to you. The other guy who came over was like, I'll do this for five grand. He was like, I don't care about permits. You know, and it's done five grand. So there's a price to do everything. <laughs> the guy who wants to do it legally was only 1500 The go. guy who was doing it illegally is five grand. Nice. So um, yeah. how are things with you? What have you been watching? Um. Oh, so, so there's a new movie. On Netflix, it's it's probably a couple of weeks old now. It's called Don't Look Up. Have you seen the the trailer for it? It's got Leonardo That's DiCaprio. It, yeah. mm-hmm. It's got Jennifer Lawrence. It's got Jonah Hill, Meryl Streep. Do you have fat Jonah Hill or slim Jonah Hill? Eh, he's kind of like middle Jonah Hill. Okay. I think he he went slim, and then he was like, you know what? Like you, he was like, I don't need to be skinny in order to get women, so I'm just gonna be my normal weight. So he's back to his normal weight now, but Which he's not overweight. Because- because when he went slim, his head did not. <laughs> his head, <laughs> he, he was like a Pez dispenser when he lost all of his weight. All, all of your friends have this theory, myself included, that the minute you realized that you didn't need to be thin in order to, to get women, you were you were like, oh, fuck this shit. <laughs> oh, my Long Island Nick used to be, he used to fuck with my head all the time. And he used to tell me all the time, he's like, maybe now that you're losing weight, he's like, maybe you're like Samson in his hair. He's like, when you lose the weight, you're not going to be funny anymore. He's like, what are you going to do if you're not funny when you're thin? (laughs) So I was like, oh, my God. Like, what will happen? And look, I will say this, though. I think partly what built me growing up, other than fast food, (laughs) what built me growing up was a defense mechanism, right? Where people would try to come at me for my weight. I would attack them. And then I would, you know, M&M them from, like, 8 Mile. And I'd be like, yeah, all right, yeah, I'm fat. I get it. What else you got? And then they'd be like, uh... Uh, and so you, they kind of cut them off at the pass. But that was a worry when I was younger. No yeah. lie. The funniest thing about you losing weight was you did it while I was away at college. So I hadn't been home for almost a year. So the last time I saw you, you were at probably your heaviest or at least close to it. And then the next time I saw you, I think I came home for Christmas or the summer. And I, I literally didn't recognize you. Like... You were half a person, and it was it absolutely blew my mind so much so that I was just laughing so hard. I'm like, I can't believe this is you. <laughs> well, if anybody's curious, all that weight that I lost, I found. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, the wife and I went uh, went uh, hiking yesterday for the first time in, in quite a while, and it ended up being like one of the harder hikes in the Phoenix area. And uh, when, we're, when we're all was said and done, it was it was a gorgeous hike. It was like a four mile round trip hike up to this this place called Tom's Thumb. Um, when when we got back, we were looking at like all the stats, you know, like you know how many calories did we burn, how many steps did we take, all that shit, right? We'd burned about a thousand calories. So we got home and um, no, no, we left the the hike and we were like, let's find a place to eat lunch. So we went to a place to eat lunch. And um, my father-in-law and I were sitting there and we're like, you know what? I fucking just lost what I just burned a thousand calories. I'm like, I want it all back in one fell swoop. Like, so we're looking, we ordered this dish called billionaire's bacon, 
right? Oh, and geez. it was like an appetizer and it was bacon dipped in like honey and maple syrup and it had like pepper flakes on it and it had gold flakes on it. They literally put 24 karat gold flakes on it and it was just like thick cut, like eighth inch bacon and it was phenomenal but that dish alone like we literally ate back the entire you know calories that we lost on the fucking so now you got to pay attention if your shit has gold flakes on it oh you're totally gonna shit that out stuff in abu dhabi in those places they actually sell pills that you can take of gold flakes that your shit will have gold flakes in it when you shit. yeah your body just passes that right through so a couple things so your hike yesterday and then we'll get back to don't look up um your hike yesterday, I t- my wife said to me, why aren't you recording on Saturday? And I said, oh, you know, David, David and his family are going on a hike. So she's like, well, they're going deep into the mountains. She's like, it's getting colder there. Are they doing? I'm like, cold here is like 60. Go, that's one of the things I said. But I'm like, why are you asking me? I'm like, I consider a hike a steep driveway. I'm like, I have no idea what they're doing. I'm like, you just said they were going on a hike. So This is the I, time of year to go on hikes because in the summer it's too fucking hot. Yeah, you die like those people in California. The fucking family went on a five mile hike. They didn't bring enough water. They died like four. They died like four miles into it. The oh, whole dude, family. The that wife, happens. The husband, the kid, and the dog. In the summer in Phoenix, every week, and it's Darwinism at its finest. People fly into town. They're like, oh, you know, I'm in Phoenix. I want to go hiking. Most people think of Arizona. They think of flat desert. It's actually quite the opposite. Phoenix is ridiculously mountainous there are mountains up to three to five thousand feet all around us right so it's a it's kind of a mecca for hiking and people fly into town and they're like holy shit i want to go hiking it's 105 110 out they go to a trail they don't bring water which just fucking absolutely just stumpifies me i don't understand it and then all of a sudden they're in the middle of the mountain calling 911 because they can't get out or they're, they're dehydrated and they can't move. And they got to fucking fly a helicopter in to get them out, which minimum 25 grand. Minimum. If you get picked up in the middle of a mountain by a helicopter in Phoenix, guess what? $25,000. Your insurance ain't covering that shit because stupidity is not included. Yeah, so, but that's the time when you, you can't really argue prices, right? You can't be like, can I get this for 19? Oh, die. Okay, die. <laughs> but I, I just don't get it. It happens all the time. People do that stupid shit. All right. So back on the movie? Yes. All right. So segue, huh? movies, I know we got fucking off on a tangent. <laughs> movies called Don't Look Up. And if you took the last two to three years spanning both administrations, Biden's and Trump's administration, And you just look at, all right, like, how fucking crazy has shit been? This movie, like, exemplifies that entire period. I mean, it's basically about um, a bunch of scientists discovering that there's a... there's a meteorite or an asteroid heading towards the planet and it's a potential global killer. All right. And you, and this is the first five minutes of the movie, so I'm not giving right. anything away. And it's they, also in the previews. Yeah. And they spend the rest of the movie trying to convince everybody that, Hey, this is a serious thing. And it's, it, it's a comedy. And, but the worst part about it is everything that they do in this movie has happened in the last two to three years. Remove the asteroid and insert COVID. 
right? Remove the asteroid and insert voting fraud. Like it's it's all the shit that's happened like politically, geographically in the last three to five years and all in one movie. And you're laughing. And then at, by the end of the movie, you're like, oh my God, this like everything that they've done has literally happened. You're laughing till you're sad that you have to go back to exactly what they're talking about. <laughs> so anyways, it's actually a really good movie. I highly recommend it. So speaking of movies that take shit that's happened together over a certain amount of time, um, I don't know if we've ever talked about this movie. It's, it's movie's probably 30 years old now. It's right, called so we can Fear spoil of the Black. It. Yeah, it's <laughs> fuck that. If you haven't watched it, first of all, people don't even know about this movie, let alone watched it. Yeah. It's called Fear of a Black Hat. It was by Rusty Cundiff, first-time director at the time, writer and director. It took everything that happened in rap music. So, Well, there was took, an album called Fear of a Black Planet. I can't remember yeah. who what so, the... What the That's, uh, group was public enemy. Yeah. So yeah, it took it. So it was kind of based on NWA, public enemy, CNC Music Factory, Ice Cube, Ice T, all those kind of different guys. Salt and Pepper, but not Vanilla Ice. Uh, well, no, Vanilla Ice is there. He's called. <laughs> I think he's called Vanilla Sherbert. I think in the movie. Um. So it I've actually never seen this that. movie, but oh, I remember. Dude. I remember being in like a, a video store and seeing the box. Like I could literally, I could picture what the box looks like. You gotta, you gotta watch this. I'll give you my Amazon account if you wanted to watch it. So, because um, I own it. So in this movie, they take everything that happened in music at the time. So the NWA fallout, the CNC Music Factory coming about, and having like the really good-looking women and men, but then there was other people singing in the background. Right. It had, uh, you know, Salt and Pepper as two women blowing up the scene. Um, I can't remember if Millie Vanilli was in How it. How could you not so have Salt Millie Vanilli in there? That's like just the as an example, Salt and Pepper, the new group that was coming out was called like Rosemary, Thyme, Ginger, and something. <laughs> and they're like, not only are we better because they're two and we're four, they're like, they common spices. So it's, it's <laughs> subtle humor like that. It still is, 30 years later, one of my all-time favorite movies. I love it. Love it, love it, love it. So that's a movie that takes shit that was happening at the time and puts it all into one story as well. I highly recommend that movie. Fear of a Black Hat. Speaking of Public Enemy, um, I've actually been getting into um, sampling a lot in my music. And Hank Shockley, who was kind of one of the guys behind Public Enemy, he's... I think he, his role in the band was like, you know, when they performed live was the DJ, but he actually produced a lot of the music himself. Um, I've actually watched a couple of documentaries on him. That dude is brilliant and he's still active in the music community. So um, you don't see like Flavor Flav or Chuck D or any of those guys anymore, but Hank Shockley is, is really active in the music community, which is kind of cool. Definitely don't see Easy. He was one of the few uh, well, that was NWA, guys who died but yeah. from... HIV from like all the different sex and stuff. Yeah. All right. So there is, let's, let's go around the world of sports here for a minute because I know you have a sports uh, item mm -hmm. as well. So there is a lawsuit that has come out this last week. It is a six billion with a B billion dollar lawsuit against the Jets and the Giants. And the basis of this lawsuit, and they're looking for two billion in damages, four, <laughs> four billion punitive. <laughs> the basis of this lawsuit is that the Giants and Jets are in New Jersey, but they call themselves New York. <laughs> right? So this is for any of our listeners who are not in the U.S. And, you know, I've lived overseas. Even some I've listeners that are in the U.S. on the West yeah. Coast don't even know that. 
Yeah, but for the the other part is that I was going to say for the people who are international, this is why I totally understand when you're like Americans are such assholes with certain things. This is such a useless lawsuit. So one. So now, second piece. This is really important. I, I cannot stress this enough. The Giants moved there over 50 years ago. <laughs> the Jets, it's something like 35 years. Right. So one of the lines the guy says is, and I'm going to quote this here, if the Giants and Jets want to call themselves New York teams, they need to come back to New York. I've traveled to and from MetLife Stadium by mass transit or car service, and both ways are always a nightmare. This this makes it as if the guy's been sent to the to jail. Like, that he had to do this. Yeah, I was going to say, like, right. you have a choice. You do not have to actually go to the games. So, if you want to complain about anything, complain about the fucking cost of the tickets. Because if, if you happen to win this lawsuit, it's not $125 for a game anymore. It's $700. Yeah. Right? So, <laughs> so, so is this what a class this action lawsuit, for. or is this just, like, one guy? It started with one person. He got some other people to make it a class action lawsuit. And as of right now, the Giants and Jets are like, we're not even responding. Like... When the press is asking them for a response, they're like, "We're not even responding." Yeah. So let me let me let me tell you how this is all going to shake down. Um, so class action action lawsuits are a fucking joke. Typically, the only people that make money on class action lawsuits are the attorneys. Yep. And so here's what's going to happen: they will settle out of court. All right, and some some amount of money will exchange hands. Sadly, or product like a fucking terrible towel type thing. Uh, probably not. And the reason why is a class action lawsuit has to be divisible. Whatever the, the reward is, it has to be divisible by however many participants there are. So what's going to end up happening is there's going to be some monetary component to it. And the lawyers will get 80% of that. Okay. The 20% that's left over. And by the way, your cousin is a lawyer, so maybe he should chime in on this, but, um, the 20% that's left over will get divided amongst the 40 or 50,000 people that, are participating in this class action lawsuit, which means you'll probably get a check for a dollar twenty-seven, and they'll call it a day, and you can never ever testify. You can never ever contest that again. So, a couple things. Yes, my cousin Baloney is a lawyer, so that automatically kind of makes him an asshole. You're right. <laughs> um, two, when I said they were going to get a towel, like a giant's towel, I did not mean one for the whole class action lawsuit. I meant everybody gets no, one. No, I, I understand that, but it's typically the, the, the attorneys won't even talk to you unless there's some sort of monetary yeah. compensation. So you're right. Like I've I've ended up as part of those class action lawsuits. Like I get the letter in the mail that's like AT&T is being sued for oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. slowing speed down in 1983 through 87. Like, are you interested in joining? And so I've joined a lot of those, right? Because I'm like, well, I'm not doing anything with this. And you're right. I've gotten checks in the mail for like $7 from mm -hmm. one, $8 from another. But yeah, the lawyers will make fucking $200 million. It's yep. crazy. Yeah, it's just, it. One of the things I just hate about this country is how litigious we are, and the amount of lawsuits. And the only people that make money on those are the fucking attorneys, man. Yeah, and so one of the things in this lawsuit said, the other reason why this has no chance of going anywhere, they were like, here's all the other teams that don't exactly play where they say they play. Like they were like, <laughs> San Francisco 49ers do not play in San Francisco, and they're like. Dallas Cowboys play in Arlington, and they just, like, were going down the list. They're like, this is never going anywhere. So I don't even think they would settle as, like, a class action thing because it has too much ramifications. Yeah. I don't know. I, 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 see, it, I see it being settled out of court because the, 
the amount of money it costs to take it to trial is usually not worth it, it, it's usually something more than what they settle for. Well, so that's true. Yeah. So just and, and a lot of these cases, the, the attorneys go in with that in mind. Like, hey, look, we're going to sue them. We know this this really has no merit, but rather than them fight it, um, which would cost millions of dollars, they'll probably settle for something less than that, just to yes. to get out of paying that. So when I worked in the hospital, right, in their finance department. We used to get sued all the time, and it was because nobody ever got fired because they were bad. Everybody got fired because they were either too hot, too tall, too short, too fat, too old, too black, too Puerto Rican, too white, too Filipino. It was never because they were a bad employee. You're being right? sarcastic. That's what the, yes. That, yeah. No, but that's what the lawsuits were all the time. Yeah, of course. Was So, like, if we fired—I remember this one specifically. So, I'm not looking to pick on Filipinos, but um, this is the exact thing that happened. We fired a guy who was fucking terrible. Like, that's one of those where you're like, okay, look, I'm not kidding here. You need to actually go home and get your degree. I need to see it <laughs> because <laughs> I don't think you're an accountant, right? <laughs> so we fired him. And the first thing our HR department does when they call us is, okay, how many people in your group? We tell them. They're like, how many of them are Filipino? And we're like, what does that matter? We're like, he didn't get, he's, he didn't get fired because he's Filipino. They're like, doesn't matter. They're like, that's one of the first things we need to know because if you have, say, zero other Filipinos, now that's a problem because you can't defend that clearly it wasn't because he was Filipino. So let's say the guy would sue for $25,000. Our HR department and our legal department would meet and legal would be like, okay, if we go to court and we do this, this, and this, we think we'll win, but it'll cost us $90,000 of internal time. They're like, offer the guy five grand just to go away. Yeah. And that's what happens. And then the guy gets five grand and yep. he settles. Mm-hmm. So it's fucking crazy. Yep. All right. Continuing around the world of sports, um, I saw <laughs> I saw this horrible, horrible thing the other day. Um, there's an NBA player. His name is Kevin Porter Jr. See All the right. one mashing it up with uh, Fuckdashians? No, no, See no. See the one? I don't think so. Um, but on the court... He makes an amazing shot towards the end of a game. It was like uh, like a week ago, I think. Maybe less than a week ago. And the announcer says something to the effect of... Oh, my God. I know this. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, my God. Something to the effect of, like his father, he has great aim. Okay. Right. Like something like knows how to, when to load up a he, gun. He, or yeah. He, like no, no. He, he pulled the, like his father, he picked the perfect time to pull that shot off. I think it was something to that effect. Right. Um, so decades ago, there was an NBA player called Kevin Porter. So the announcer had assumed that this Kevin Porter Jr. was his son. Uh, unfortunately, oh, so unfortunate. <laughs> his actual father had been arrested about a year ago for shooting somebody and killing them, I believe. And and the dude's, I I believe he's in jail right now. So, and the announcer had no fucking clue. So LeBron James, of all people, decides he's going to insert himself into the mix of this fucking shitstorm and tweets that this guy needs to be fired. And, you know, and now 50% of the world is like, fuck yeah, fire that motherfucker. He knew... He knew what he was saying when 
clearly he didn't because no one in their right mind would ever say something like that callous, right? And then the other half of the world is like, dude, come on, just shut up and play fucking basketball. Like, leave this guy alone. It was clearly an honest mistake. Yes, he's an idiot for not doing his research, okay, which is their job, but let's not fucking end this guy's career over a fucking mistake. Yeah, and so one of the things, this is like, it, unfortunately, like, you don't even realize how this rolls into, like, uh, hot topics of race and stuff, right? Because whenever basketball players or, or well, tends to be basketball players that I've heard do this, but I think all of them do this, whenever they get told, just just worry about basketball, just worry about the sport you're playing, not these political landmines, right? then they claim that, like, kind of goes back to, like, slave mentality, right? So that's, again, it's something that... Even in defending something, you don't, you didn't expect to see it going down that road. You're like, wait, wait, I fucking happened? hate when right? people pull out a card, any card. It doesn't have to be slavery card, but that has nothing to do with race. Like, I, there have been plenty of 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 white, you know, and non-black athletes that have, ins- and and actors. By the way, actors get ridiculed for this all the time, where they say something about politics, and people are like, yeah, just stick to acting. <laughs> right. So, yeah, and there's also plenty of white. Uh, Movie stars who shoot people like Alex Baldwin Jr. But <laughs> hey, Alex Baldwin, allegedly, Jr., sorry, yeah, allegedly. allegedly. So, um, yeah, like, look. First of all, I think a play-by-play analyst is one of the hardest fucking jobs. In oh the world yeah, for oh, a couple yeah. reasons. One, There's no undo. There's no control yeah. Z. <laughs> yep. So one, you gotta you gotta know everything that's going on on the court at all, uh, the court, the field, whatever, at all times. Know everybody's names, everything that's happening. That's one. Two. You're filling time. Like, that's why baseball announcers end up getting themselves in a lot, a lot of trouble because baseball is so fucking boring that they get themselves in trouble by just filling time. But, you know, it's funny because, you know, that's one of the reasons you talk about all the time. I'm like, oh, maybe we should do a a live podcast. Fuck no. And you're like, nope. (laughs) Like, that'll end both of us. Ironically, we, I haven't done a whole lot of editing. I would say in the last 30 to 40 episodes, you and I haven't said anything stupid enough that needed to be edited out. However, <laughs> I still like to have that buffer just in case. Yeah. And I think over the whole time we've been recording, I think there's only been two times where I've been like, yeah, Dave, you got to take that out. <laughs> we can't leave that in there. That's just going to get us in trouble. <laughs> Maybe when you and I are both older and retired, we will, uh, put all those snippets into one episode where it's like, fuck this, up that, do well, this. Well, speaking of cards, then we can pull out the dementia card. <laughs> yes. Hey, what? We're old. I hate when people, we talked about this one like a couple episodes ago, or maybe it was like a couple months ago, but um, how like, it's okay for grandpa to say racist things because, oh, he's just from a different time. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, it's not okay. It's never okay. So, speaking of, you know, dementia and all those things coming in down the road, I want to know if you've lost your mind because one of the topics is are birds real? <laughs> oh, you haven't heard about that? No. Oh, this is so. I actually um, this came up this morning. I've heard about this for I want to say the last couple of weeks. All right, there's been this movement of uh, so, and it started off as a joke. This dude basically said. And I think he's making fun of like QAnon and some of the other big like conspiracy theory um, cults that are out there. QAnon. No, no, no. Um, so he 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 said, you know, he comes out and makes this statement, and it's hysterical. He says that birds aren't real; they're government drones that are spying on us, right? And 
you it, immediately it's so it's it's so much a farce that you know that it's he's joking. He's basically making fun of all the other conspiracy theories that's out, shit that's out there. Well, um, people loved it so much and thought it was so funny that he's got like hundreds of thousands of followers now on between Twitter and all of his social accounts. So the other day, a news outlet, like a legitimate news outlet, is like, well, we want to interview this guy. So they get him on the camera, right? And they're interviewing him. He's obviously in his own home and, and they're there. And they're asking him like, you know, you know, do you really think that birds aren't real? And so he takes a drink of what appears to be milk and then into the camera, he vomits it everywhere. It's clearly a fake vomit because he just kind of spits the milk out, but he makes it look like he's throwing up. Okay. And then it ends up being this Jim Carrey-like comedy skit, right? So the guy did like a spit take, as they call it in movies. Whatever you want to call it, right? So, and he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so nervous. And he totally plays it off. And then they end the interview and they're like, oh my God, all right, well, we're going to let you compose yourself and we'll, and we'll come back to you. And they never go back to him. But this this clip has gone viral. Um, but it's, it, it, the whole thing is just a big joke, making fun of how all someone has to do is is make a ridiculous statement, and then hundreds of thousands of people that want to believe that statement will just rally behind it, and all of a sudden it's like this big thing. But uh, I just I saw that clip the other other day, and I'm like, oh man! So now you have people trolling the conspiracy theorists because they're just fucking making shit up just to show how stupid it is. See this this is so. To my cousin, the lawyer, I'd like to apologize. You're not the asshole. These are people who are the assholes. <laughs> this is what's wrong with America. He's just making money off the assholes. It's things like this that, you know, like, if you ever say a joke to a friend and, like, the two of you find it funny, and let's say it's a prejudice joke, racist joke, something like that, and then somebody else is with you and they chime in and you're like, Oh, this, this guy's not kidding. <laughs> like This guy really means it when he says it, right? <laughs> so this is what's happening with this. Even if the guy who started it was like, I'm just going to say something crazy to get clicks, to get people to come to my site, whatever right. it was. Some of the people who are going to chime in actually believe this shit now. They're going to oh, be yeah. like, you know what? I, I actually think birds are fucking drones. It's the people who probably sleep with aluminum foil hats and shit like that so they don't get taken by the aliens. When everybody knows they always go for the butt, but that's beside the point. <laughs> <laughs> haven't had a good anal probe joke in a while thanks michael yeah it's all right it's my, i've met my monthly quota so <laughs> see you in february um yeah all right so yeah i, I would say probably 10 to 15 percent of the the followers that this guy has are, are believe that it's real and believe that he thinks that it's real but if you ever watch and and read some of his posts like it's clearly a joke and the dudes it's completely sarcastic but they're just uh really dumb people out there so I don't I don't know if you have this for your um, line of career, but for accountants we have this thing called fishbowl, right? And you go to it, and and there the the bowl as they call it could be your company, could be another company you're following, or you can just go to like the random comments. So the the birds are fake type comments end up on this, and then everybody starts running with it. And so for accountant for accounting, it's shit like. Oh, the firm had took away my vacation. Now I can't take vacation anymore. And I'm like, that makes no fucking sense. But people start running with it. Mm. Yeah, you know, I tried to take a day off in the middle of August and they denied it, um, et cetera, et cetera. It's so frustrating. And this goes back to just my, my thought in my head was, no way I'm reading this guy's fucking website. 
it has gotten me so frustrated. It's it's I basically deleted the app. It's it's Facebook for accountants is what I'll call it. It's called Fishbowl. I, I can't even I can't even read because I don't want to comment because yeah, it's all anonymous anyway. But yeah. I don't want to be the guy defending my group all the time and having to be you know constantly responding to shit. So I'm just like this is such fucking bullshit. So I, yeah, fuck this guy and his birds. Well, I will tell you this. I mean, there's a common theme here, and that is anyone who's who feels like they don't get what they want, they're unhappy in life, they're going to resort to shit like that. And unfortunately, there's a lot of people that are in that position where they're just unhappy with their position. Maybe they're not well-educated, maybe they are, and maybe they just feel like they've been kind of, you know held off to the side they probably have but it's probably because they're not good at what they do as opposed to like for any other reason they look for reasons to justify how they're how they're feeling and they get behind them and that's just you're always going to see that i think in the last five to ten years you're seeing more and more of that because i think the media has kind of played into it and i think obviously the shit that went on with the presidency and stuff like that but you you it's become the norm. It's it's starting to become the norm. People complaining about you know their how how repressed they are and look, I get it, but uh, maybe I don't. I don't know. So a couple hundred years ago, you know, people are fucking revolting against England. They're moving here. They're doing shit in Boston. You know, the Boston Tea Party to to fight all these different things and what the government's doing. And now somebody just tweets birds or drones. (laughs) (laughs) So fuck them. All right. Fuck them. Um, So David question. Okay. How do you know you're getting older? Oh Jesus. Uh, Well, and this is no like uh, eternal kind of question of the soul, just in general. uh, I'm hiking the other day and uh, I brought my dogs and I had one of my dogs and I was, I was hiking down the mountain faster than everybody else because I wanted to go get the car and because the car was, you know, a little bit a ways away. And so that when everybody else was done, they can just, I can pull up and they can get in. And I'm walking down and I see this really attractive girl with her dog and our dogs kind of intertwine and they're sniffing each other. And then her dog starts to growl and I'm like, oh, no, it's okay. Like I pull my dog away and we start walking. And, and she says to her dog, Oh, what a nice gentleman. And I went, you motherfucker. (laughs) How dare you call me a gentleman? That immediately like insinuates that she thinks that I'm like a grandpa. And I was, I was not having it. I was pretty pissed. Yeah. And see now your wife's kind of muzzled me. So I can't joke. That could have been wife number three, (laughs) 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 but I'm just saying, so So that's how how I know I'm old. (laughs) All right. So unfortunately, how I know I'm old is I need to get my fucking knee replaced. Again? No, the I've never had my knee replaced. So you my had right knee problems with your knees though. Yes, oh my, my from my 20s. So when I was 20 years old, it was the first time I partially tore my right ACL. A few years after that, I actually fully tore it and I had my ACL replaced like 15 years ago, all in my right knee. So my right knee is the OG, it's the old original um, issues knee. Two years ago, I blew out my left knee, and that's the one that I had to have the massive surgery. I slept oh. on the black ice, stuff like that. So this, my right knee, being jealous knee, <laughs> is now wanting that title back, and it's been hurting like crazy the last few weeks. So I finally went to my knee doctor, 
The fact that you have a knee doctor. Yeah, he's a good guy. I like <laughs> that him. means you're old. <laughs> yes, yeah, so there you go. In summary, if you have a knee doctor, you're old. So I go to him, and he's like, he takes an x-ray, comes back, and he's like, look, here's the problem. He's like, you have, and he shows me the x-ray. He's like, you have zero cartilage left in your right knee. Yeah, that's pretty fucking common. Yeah, so he's like, it is bone on bone every time you're walking. He's yeah. like, so that's that sharp pain you're feeling all the time. So he's like, here's your options. He's like, option A, you do this now, ends in surgery in a couple of years. Option B, you do this now, ends in surgery in a couple of years. He's like, option C is just have the surgery now. And he's like, that's the only real long-term solution. So, you know, I'm one of those, I'm like, look, if, if it's clearly, unless I get hit by a bus or I die young, unfortunately, like my brother did, I'm like, clearly this is going to happen at some point. So as you get older, you always start worrying more and more about having surgeries. So I'm like, if that's the case, I'm just, I'll just fucking do it now if I have to do it anyway. And like, I can't live with this pain for a couple of years anyway. So yeah, yeah, I got to schedule a fucking right knee surgery now to get my knee replaced. So for anybody interested, YouTube, how they replace your right, your knees, your day will be ruined. <laughs> just telling you right now. <laughs> uh, sorry, what were you going to say? David? At least they knock you out for it. That's the thing. He must have saw. He was explaining it to me, and he must have saw my reaction. He's like, "No, no, don't worry. You'll be out. You'll be out." <laughs> That's okay. Was it, was it like the time that they stuck a fucking camera through my pee hole, and I was literally screaming like, "Holy fuck!" Right, and 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 the gal who has her hand wrapped around my shaft and is jamming the camera in there is like. You, you, you need to stop tensing up. You need to stop moving. I'm like, you need to get that thing out of my dick. Yeah. I think I know a way to make that happen, and it's removing that camera from my dick. <laughs> Anyways, um, I was having – so when I back when I was running, like, half marathons and doing all the, like, Spartan and all the Tough Mudder and all those freaking races, right, I was starting to have calf and knee problems. At least you know what the problem is and what the solution mm -hmm. is. I went and got an x-ray and an MRI because the x-ray was didn't show anything. And the result of that was your knee looks fine. And I'm like, well, yes. it fucking hurts. And they're like, well, it looks fine. It's like, I, I don't know what else to do. So literally, I just had, they just like sent me on my merry way. And they were like, you just got to deal with it. Stop being a bitch. <laughs> See, those are the worst when they can't actually diagnose the problem, yeah. right? So they can't figure out how to fix it. You know, that's why, like, when I hurt my back five or six years ago, and th they knew what the problem was, and they knew what they needed to do, I was in so much pain that I was telling the doctor, I'm like, I totally understand why people will take any drug that's offered to get this, to get rid of this pain. Because, mm -hmm. like, I couldn't breathe without fucking the whole body hurting. Um, so one funny thing that happened while I was getting the x-ray, and this, sadly, is not the first time this has happened to me sitting outside the x-ray room and it's just me by myself some lady the nurse some lady the nurse it turns out she does work there the nurse walks to the door looks around goes back in so i wait a minute or two she comes back to the door looks around again and i'm like are you looking for a female she's like yeah i'm looking for a michelle oh, like, that's Jesus me christ so yeah it, it happens unfortunately it more times fails. than i fucking want to admit yeah that sucks I think we'll wrap up. Maybe next week we'll bring back one crazy question. Yeah, we need to. That was uh, that was a fun topic. All right. 
With that, I'm Michael Carter. Why do you always say with that? Like you always like you always throw that in there. It's called, it's like a tagline. Like <laughs> with that. Yeah, like uh, on uh, the old uh, what was it match game? Be back in two and two, right? Like, uh, or no, I never watched that. Or Kevin Smith says have a week. Or uh, Dennis, uh, who's that guy? Oh Jesus on, uh, Christ! Just fucking end it. With that. <laughs> <laughs> That was with that was mean. I'm Michael Carter. <laughs> and I'm David Michael. <laughs> and we are Ridiculously Mean. Ridiculously bored. It was Dennis Miller. That's the guy from Saturday.